Oh my goodness, how are you going? Auckland, weather? It's wet, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Uh, it's very, very wet and there are large puddles around the place and I'm very glad that I stacked my firewood a couple of feet off the ground on some crates. But um, yeah, a lot of people are going to be affected by this one. It is, it is pretty bad. So we are thinking of you if you are affected by this and we are going to be chatting a bit about how you can deal with the brunt of, you know, being in the middle of a natural disaster like this later in the show, aren't we? Mm, Yeah, just feel for everyone who is probably still trying to recover from the last round. Uh, What was that, a couple of months ago? Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Bit of Groundhog Day. Something else we need to mention, though. Yes, we do. Very important, actually, that we need to mention for Joas. 75% of you, according to our Instagram poll. Uh, Fijoa lovers. You think you know someone. You think you know someone. You think you're talking to your people. And then and then this happens. We got some interesting recipe suggestions in too. Oh yeah, go on. I haven't um, seen them. Deep fried Fijoas coated with cinnamon sugar. <laughs> Halved Fijoas drizzled with condensed milk. Wild. <laughs> but all I'm hearing, sorry, with these suggestions of yours, are make the Fijoas taste like something else. Well, um, you've sickened us, so uh, with that uh, hovering in the air, let's get to the show, shall we? Kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. We've got some tips on how to cope mentally with all of this disastrous weather. Also, what does it take to bring a plane back from the desert? Is using protein powder actually a good idea? And are billionaires good at fighting? Can't wait to find the answer out to that one. We've got all that coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Yes, it is unbelievable. Yet another round of disastrous rain. It just seems to keep on coming. And of course with that there's going to be plenty of practical clean-up tasks to be done but how do you cope mentally with this relentless onslaught? Well Elizabeth McNaughton is a disaster recovery specialist and she joins us now. Kia ora Elizabeth. Kia ora. Are there things people can do right now to help them and their whānau get through yet another weather crisis? You know, my heart goes out to people. I know just so many people are really feeling that cumulative stress and have just, you know, really had enough at this Mm. point. Mm. Humans, you know, we are designed for adversity. So often what people will be feeling is that sense of threat and their bodies are getting ready for action. And it actually takes a lot of energy because we're being flooded with this adrenaline to help us deal with the threat. The other thing is you can get this kind of irritated feeling, kind of like sand in your undies, this kind of constant sort of irritation, like really, I have to worry about this again, I'm so frustrated. That is so normal. So we can be quicker to rise to a temper or perhaps a little bit less understanding and we've just got to take a moment and think, okay, this is happening for all of us and really be extra kind and extra supportive. Elizabeth, it was interesting hearing you talk about adrenaline because I guess the flip side of that is that once the adrenaline has subsided, 
you can find yourself sort of de-energized and maybe even slipping into a negative spiral, maybe an overthinking spiral. Mm. How important is it to be aware of that? And what can you do to kind of stave it off, I suppose? It's really important to think about what you can control. We can feel so overwhelmed by these big events and these things that are beyond our control, and that can really get us down. So it's important to really focus on the things that bring you joy. It's important to, you know, ask questions like, what makes me smile? What makes me feel alive? Do the actions of leaders at times like this also impact how you're feeling and how you can cope with this? Oh, disasters are absolutely a collective event. We are always stronger together. The more we can do for each other, the the better we come through these types of things. Elizabeth McNaughton, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Kia ora. Thanks so much. New Zealand has a very special returnee coming back to the country today, Imogen Wells. Stephen Adams? It's not Stephen Adams. Lord. (laughs) It's not Lord. Have we made Taylor Swift an honorary New Zealand citizen? (laughs) I was just going to tell you. It is the last Boeing 777-300 returning from COVID-enforced hiatus. Oh, boring. (laughs) (laughs) My my suggestions would have been way more exciting, but what COVID hiatus? Right. So if you remember when COVID hit... All air travel stopped, of course, and no one really knew when it would start again. So airlines from all over the world decided that they would store their planes in deserts around the world. I think something like two-thirds of the planes in the world went to, to deserts for oh, storage. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Those pictures were absolutely amazing yeah. of all of the planes just having a having a bit of a sleep. Yeah. Um, my question, though, that I've had since I saw those pictures, why the desert? Ah, yes. Planes, basically, planes are made out of metal you know, and metal corrodes over time. So they store the planes in the place where there is the least rain and moisture, oh. uh, which turned out to be deserts. So in New Zealand's uh, deserts were in the Mojave Desert, I think is the pronunciation, in California. International travel's been open for ages. Why are we only just bringing back ours now? Basically because it takes ages to get the planes out because of all the engineering and safety checks they've got to do. Every plane takes like two months of like focused work to get air fit um, because there is not much margin for error with planes. You want them to work when you are flying them. So they have to unwrap them. Then they have to remove all of the dust that's accumulated over the past couple of years. It's a lot of dust. Then they have to roll through and disinfect everything inside the plane. And then, of course, there is the local wildlife that they have to deal with. Sorry, what? Yeah, so um, this is great. Because these planes were in the desert, Mm. uh, large objects in the desert casting big shadows, they provided glorious shade for the multitude of snakes and scorpions and so on that live. (laughs) I just got itchy. (laughs) So like literally some person's job, some poor bastard, had to wander around these planes whacking the wheels and the nooks and crannies with a broom handle to scare out the rattlesnakes and the scorpions. Hang on. So you're telling me it was literally someone's job to get these mother snakes off this mother plane. Ah, uh, the image round of applause, <laughs> image of wows. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, the Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, 
Subscribe to The Long Read from Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Emma, it seems these days like more and more things in our supermarkets are being sold in giant tubs. There's almost whole aisles dedicated to huge plastic vessels of one powder or another, promising, underlined, to make us stronger, skinnier, smoother, just better in general. But here's a question. Do they? Is this shake-based shake-up of how we're eating actually... Good for us. Here to answer those questions is nutritionist Claire Turnbull from Mission Nutrition. Kia ora, Claire. Hello. I'm not a bodybuilder. Surprise, surprise, <laughs> everyone. Um, I don't use protein powder, but should I be using protein powder? It's such a good question because it's it's everywhere. So it almost makes it feel like you're the person that's missing out if you're not having it, right? Mm. The truth is that the average New Zealander, you know, like you and I, we're likely to be getting enough protein through our food or it's very easy to get enough protein through your, your food. The key challenge that the majority of Kiwis have is that most of our protein is at our evening meal and not spread out evenly throughout the day. So we tend to have not enough protein at breakfast, not enough protein at lunch. And then that can lead us to feeling you know, hungry and then wanting to snack. So it's more of a question of spreading out of our protein that we need to do for our well-being rather than thinking that the average person needs to to buy protein powder. Claire, there are lots of different types of protein powder. You know, you've got whey-based ones and dairy-based ones and vegan ones and pea <laughs> protein, and it can all be a bit overwhelming. So like, are all protein powders created equally or is it more like a horses for courses kind of thing? They tend to fit into kind of two main categories, which is your dairy-based and your, your plant-based, right? So the dairy-based ones, often they're from whey, which is a milk-based protein powder, and they are the ones that are historically very, very popular in the sporting world because they are easily absorbed by the body. They have got all nine essential amino acids in them. What that means is those are all the amino acids that your body cannot make by itself. So we need those. And that's really, really important. And they're high in leucine, which is the amino acid that is extra important for muscle synthesis and making muscles after you've been to the gym, right? So that's why they're quite popular. A lot of people for a variety of different reasons, as we all know, are looking for alternatives sometimes. And that's where some of these plant-based ones. So pea protein is probably the one that is most kind of common and popular. Many of them aren't quite as high in protein per kind of the weight as the whey protein. The amount of those nine essential amino acids is sometimes a little bit lower in those, although some brands are kind of fortifying them a little bit. You mentioned building muscle after the gym or maintaining muscle after the gym. After you've worked out, do you need to like boom, weights down, (laughs) chug the protein, where is it? It used to be, you see people, they literally just put down their weight or start doing the last set and they're like, oh my goodness, it has to be 10 seconds before that protein shake goes in your mouth. The research has improved and we now know more. And basically, if you're having protein-rich foods within about an hour-ish, again, it's not like a cutoff of 61 minutes and you're out, you know, having protein within that kind of hour following training is the way to go. Claire Turnbull, thank you so much for your protein-filled time. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you. Mark Zuckerberg. Entrepreneur. Fashion icon. Comic book supervillain. And now, athlete. <laughs> Comic book supervillain is self-explanatory, but you are going to have to elaborate on the, <laughs> on the athlete call, I'm afraid. So early in COVID-19 lockdowns, the Zuck got really into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
<laughs> which is like this grappling ground-based martial art from Brazil. And over the weekend, he took part in his first ever Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or BJJ competition. competition really? <laughs> yeah, he competed. Imagine just minding your own business, you know, rolling up to your BJJ competition on a Saturday morning and your opponent is Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, first and foremost, just imagine Mark Zuckerberg doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, that's an image I cannot get out of my head anymore. Yeah, that's burnt into my brain. But he actually did really well. Ah. He won a gold and silver medal. He won? Yeah. Not to question Mark Zuckerberg's athletic prowess here, but I am dubious about this, Imogen. Well, don't be, because he did win. But it also reminds me of the time Vladimir Putin played in an ice hockey match with actual professional ice hockey players, and he managed to score eight goals. Yes. Glorious. Yes. Well, Kim (laughs) Jong-il, you remember the former Supreme Leader of of North Korea who, I think he played a round of golf a few years back, and Mm. in the 18 holes, he had 11 holes in one. (laughs) And you think Mark Zuckerberg winning a gold and a silver is dubious. But also good on him, you know, self-improvement and trying new things and stuff like that, even if they seem somewhat incongruous. Also, of course, we're not drawing any uh, links between Mark Zuckerberg and a totalitarian autocratic world leader. No, we we wouldn't do that. On a different note, did you know that Nui's premier represents uh, the island nation in lawn bowls? Oh, Emma, what have you done? That could have that could have won you two points in Fun Fact Friday. Oh, don't you worry, I've got an even oh, better one brewing for Friday. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, I'm worried now. Anyway, you'll just have to wait and see what I've got up my sleeve for Friday because that's newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emile Donovan. Remember, you can follow us on social media to stay up to date on new episodes and behind-the-scenes content and everything usable. In fact, special announcement. Later this week, we are going to be asking you for some question suggestions for a particular interview. Oh, how mysterious. So uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Just search up NZ. Don't worry, we'll also be putting that call to action out later this week as well. So you can email us instead if you've got some suggestions. Uh, we're newsable at stuff.co.nz. Have a great day. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo of that gotcha journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. No, that, I think Chris, it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, we're, I'm not worried about it at all. That's Nothing if in there. That sits on. with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts.